The date is September 24th, 1991. The album is Nirvana's Nevermind. This is the Wet Bandits Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wet Bandits Podcast. You are listening to two-fifths of the Wet Bandits. My name is Wheezy and sitting to my right. This is Slammy B. Slammy B. We're here in the the garage. In the garage. We're in the new garage studio. Is was that an original? No, that was Weezer. Oh, oh the yeah, from the Blue Album. Should've I didn't know. sing it very well. I'm so, I'm so s- stupid. <laughs> we recorded that a long time ago, so it's okay that you missed it, dude. Uh, I have a couple things. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. Did you miss me? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you feel? Did you feel? How did you feel? Were you pissed? Are you referring to the episode you missed? Yes. <laughs> <That was really laughs> yeah. It was weird. That's the first time I missed anything. Yeah. And you didn't really miss it. Like, I could have, like, knocked harder. Yeah, what the fuck are you thinking? Well, when you told me the full story, I was actually even more glad that I didn't. No, it would have been way better. (laughs) So, is this the time where you tell the story? The full story? Well, first I want... You want me to recap? Yes. Okay, quick recap of what happened. I went to Sam's house to record our Bleach episode. This is the... We're calling this the Nirvana, Nirvana's Nevermind colon the Butch Vig effect. We've already done a Nevermind episode in season two. Now we don't even really do seasons anymore, but one of our early, early episodes, we already covered Nevermind. So you can go back and listen to that episode and you can get our cover cut hidden gem and all that. But this this time we're going to focus kind of on how Butch Vig changed Nirvana's sound for this album. But last week we did Bleach. I went over on a Sunday because we got to post it by Tuesday, went over to Sam's to record. It was a little early in the morning, post-gig for but we, Sam. we normally do early in the morning. Yeah, early in the morning isn't really a problem for yeah. you. So, And it was 9 o'clock. It's not like it was 6 a.m. Yeah, or we've something. done 6. Yeah, we have, before work. Uh-huh. So I go over to Sam's. I arrive. I lightly knock on the door, and I think I hear a person like in the bathroom, which has happened before and is a reasonable thing to think in the morning. Like, oh, he just woke up. He's taking a leak or whatever. But then I'm waiting there a little longer and I text him again like, yo, are you in there? All caps. And no response. And I didn't get a response from my original text saying I was on my way. So now I'm getting suspicious. And then, as I described on the last episode, I I heard what sounded kind of like a Roomba. And then I listened a little longer and it was just rhythmic snoring. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, he fell asleep like in his, on his couch or whatever. And then I was like, Sam asked me later if I was mad. And I was, I swear to the Lord, I was not mad, but I was like kind of annoyed. That's then, the same thing to me as mad. Okay, then I was mad. Yeah. And, 
but not very many. Yeah. And so I was just like, well, one, I'm annoyed, so I probably don't want to do this right now. And two, I definitely don't want like half asleep Sam like trying to put himself together to do this. So I'm I am a morning person. Like I can get up and just like shoobity bop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. In fact, I think my voice sounds a little better early in yeah. the morning. So, so anyway. I'm, I just want to say, like, I'm sorry. Not that the fact that I missed it, but, like, that I caused that trouble. It wasn't It wasn't too much trouble. But you did promise me a story that I haven't heard yet. So I didn't promise anything. I no, said I have one. You have one. And then you, I was like, what is it? And you were like, save it for the podcast. <laughs> to me, that's a promise. So, <laughs> go out to the bar. Yeah, what bar? Is, this uh, is a different bar than where you played? Yeah. Okay. N- no. So, well, that's where I'm starting. Fenders? I was hanging out with Josh's brother all day. All day before the gig? Yeah. I like Scotty, but why do you want to hang out with him all day before well, the gig? Well, it was not all day. It was like, I went to his crib. Yeah. We did a little drinks at uh, okay. a little place. Okay. And then got to my place and dude i spent so much money this day like on lifts and stuff <laughs> it's like and then we go to fenders did josh know that you were coming to fenders yeah. to play yeah okay it in the midst of this story i'm thinking oh you were never supposed to play you just showed up with your cajon and then we're like hey can i play you know we get there we have some more you know at this point it's just building up you know my blood's starting to turn to sludge and then we go to my place, and then it's nice out. It's a nice night. We go to the goat, and we just start partying with everybody at the table. Six feet apart. We started playing like distance. poker on the bar. Yeah. And then this chick like started. I don't know. And then this guy came. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm just playing. So oh. <laughs> we actually ran into somebody, and he turned out living at the place where I live. And he had a whole like studio in his crib, and we went in there. And apparently he wrote a song for a person and got like a $10,000 royalty or not. I don't know if it's 10000 but he got, got like a royalty. This sounds untrue. This is true. I mean, it's true probably that he said it. I think it might be untrue that it was true. <laughs> I think he might have been lying oh. is what I'm saying. But maybe not. But anyway. It seemed legit. Yeah. Okay. I blacked out for sure. Not blacked out, blacked out. Browned but, out? Yeah, but you remember like calling like five pizza places and no one's answering? <laughs> that kind? Yeah, like in The Last Dance. Yeah. I haven't watched The Last Two. So you haven't seen The Poison Pizza? No. Oh. <laughs> Is this bad radio? Is this story bad? No, it's a good story. All right. Well, yeah, yeah it's just like any sort of party scenario. You just get drunk with your buddies the bar is in walking distance from my right apartment. that's always a recipe i'm for pretty disaster. sure i left with a beer in my hand the word you know what i mean mm-hmm. like when you're just like i don't know what rules are <laughs> and you just <laughs> yeah did um was josh there too by this point or was it just yeah. you and scotty yeah josh was there oh yeah we all got twished like walking like crabs back <laughs> But also, I know the name of another song that I'm going to write. Oh, 
Are you going to reveal it or do you want to tell me later? I'm going to tell Off- you right now. Okay. It's called LWOP. I'm trying to work it out what it might stand for. Don't think for. too hard about it. Okay. Do you want me to think about it? Do you want me to take a stab at it? If you want. Living while on pills. Dude, no. <laughs> they didn't, that wasn't good, so I'm glad that's not <laughs> what the title is. Leave without pay. Oh, that's isn't, pretty good. Isn't that like the best country name for a song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sitting on my ticket. <laughs> yeah, that is a good name. Like, what would be a better scenario if, like, you were in this situation, you're like, hey, I'm going to be gone for a few weeks, or it's like you prepare, like, you tell your boss, and then this is my vacation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it spontaneous or not? What do you think would fit the song better? S- spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. It's more romantic, yeah. you know, to be, like, spontaneous about it. Middle-late, fine-haired woman. <laughs> <laughs> Have you written the whole song? Or are you about to perform it? Or no, I'm just All right. free ball. Just riffing. Here. Okay. Should we, should we maybe get... Was that the end of the story? Yeah. I don't want to cut the story off. It's a good one. This is a party. Yeah. I, I did think maybe there would be a little more, like, specific hijinks. Well, there are, but I don't... Oh, Jesus. All right, fine. Off mic story. You know, someday, the the more famous we are, the more details have to be had. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> then it's like, yeah, you get paid for the deets. That's true. <laughs> that's true. We're not getting paid enough to. Well, tell I'm, that's not why I'm not sharing it because understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. All right. Hey, we're talking about never mind. Kind of. We're not doing a deep dive into the album. We're doing. I've a been deep thinking dive about Butch Vig. I didn't know this was the Butch. Big a dish. Well, it is. But he, <laughs> I mean, you think about it, like, that's kind of, it's kind of like an album that everything happened at the right time. Let's hold off on that thought for one second. Because one thing we didn't do the first time around is our number ones, right? Number one song on September 24th, 1991. Oh, yeah. I Adore Me Amore, Color Me Bad. Don't know it. Number one mainstream rock song, Dreamline by Rush. Oh, yeah. Of course. Some mega famous band, yeah. Uh, top five albums, dude. This is a pretty like rad. Oh, I bet nineteen ninety one. Weird, weird top five. Number one, Use Your Illusion two, Guns and Roses. Number two, Use Your Illusion one. Wow, Guns and Roses. Number three, Rope in the Wind, Garth Brooks, which I think we've he's been in our top five before. Uh Number four, Emotions, Mariah Carey. Do you want to take a stab at number five? In its seventh week. Metallica? Metallica. So talk about like you've got some titans in the top yeah. five right there. Guns N' Roses, Garth Brooks, Mariah Carey, and Metallica in the top five. I, I think I already can tell you what the, the reason we've heard Rope in the Wind from Garth Brooks before. Debuting at number 14 this week is Blood Sugar Sex, Sex Magic from mm-hmm. the Hot Chili Peppers. And then Nevermind debuts at 144. It's a little lower than I expected. Was Blood Sugar Sex Magic that big when it came out, or did just have like that MTV hits? Yeah, I would say number 14 is not very impressive uh-huh. for a band that had already had Mother's Milk. Yeah. And so they had a bunch of hits already. I mean, granted, you know, it's Blood Sugar Sex Magic that had under the, under the bridge and give it away. 
And those were the really big MTV videos. I I don't remember looking to see if it climbed after that. Mm. It probably did, but I bet it didn't reach top five or anything. But then at the same time, it's like a lot of these uh, big rock albums from the early 90s. They climbed. They climbed, and they they just like rack up sales. You Uh know, talking about Bleach, the, the thing I said about Bleach last week that was weird was it didn't, obviously, it didn't even chart on the charts but and so you would think it's relatively unknown and we'll talk about it when we get to the unplugged episode but kurt starts that concert unplugged he says this is off our first record most people don't own it you know and then it's like actually it sold two million copies it's it's like double platinum like that's a when it was released no it like to date oh yeah it has two million but it's still like a massively successful album yeah so to have him say like this is off our first record in that 1993 or four show yeah like, it was two million sold at that mm, probably not but i bet it was platinum by then because hmm. you would think that it sold more from the release of nevermind it yeah. probably sold more from 1992 to 1994 than any other two-year period mm-hmm. you would think i mean i have no when it come out 88 89 yeah 89 it's i forget what it sold you know less than a hundred thousand i think like right out of the gate but did sub pop release that yes yeah so you know before, and the, and we said i think you should say what you want to say about bleach a little uh, bit did sub pop did sub pop release a lot of bands albums in that sub pop was the like grunge label like uh, start- megaforce for the thrash bands oh uh, yeah probably yeah yeah so like um tad green river uh the melvins i think like these are sub pop bands that like actual grunge like actual grunge yeah which is a is another thing that a theme that we'll probably keep talking about whenever we do grunge bands but it's like Green. I mentioned Green River just now. Green River was the band that this adjective grunge got applied to them. It was like it was a review for a Green River album. Green River is basically the precursor to Pearl Jam, and they described the sound as grunge, amongst other things. Like they they used a bunch of different descriptors, but one of the words this reviewer used was grunge, and I think it mostly was meant to refer to sort of like how the album was underproduced and like sounded cheap. Hmm. It wasn't so much about the band. Yeah. But and that applies to a lot of sub pop stuff and definitely Bleach. But what I think, I don't know what you think about Bleach. I think Bleach sounds, I love Bleach. I like it. I think it sounds a lot more metal than people yeah. think of when they think of grunge bands. I think you could say the same thing about the Melvins, like they're pretty heavy. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of heavy stuff in Yeah. Them. In what you might call like roots grunge or whatever. Yeah. See, the problem I have with Bleed, it's not a problem. But, dude, that album would sound so good with Dave Grohl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the drums are a little flappy. I bitched about Chad Chan. Yeah. And it's like when you talk about when you're listening to that music, like, is it Scoff that goes, John, 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 John. I think so. Dude, I sing that song in my head all the time, but I forget. I forget which ones are like scoff bum, and which one bum, is bum, sifting. Bum. Yeah, but I think that's scoff. But like, you use double bass in that. I feel like like that kind of make puts grunge away from metal. Pulls it. You like you don't use the double bass. You know what I mean? Because it's not very punk. Yeah, it's well. 
even punk, there's not a lot of double. It's not. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Maybe we're saying. Yeah, I was saying that grunge. That's supposed to be this blend of like slowed down punk and metal. Uh-huh. I would think should not be using much double bass pedal. Yeah. Because oh well, but I just said metal. Double bass is kind of metal. Yeah. Not very punk. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's just like to me that just didn't. I mean, it's a list. my mind just got blown a little bit. It does seem, especially for a band like Nirvana that's not built on technical. Prowess, yeah, right. It does seem it's like the like, double bass. Yeah, is weird. it doesn't. That's what I mean by it doesn't fit. It's like you're kind of just doing that because you don't know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Or you feel like something else should be there, but to be honest, like that's when space is like the best. Yeah. Tool. It's weird too that you mentioned that. I I didn't put it this way, but I that's kind of how I feel about the lead lick and love buzz, where it's like I dum, love dum, love. Dum, uh-huh. And it's I think it's meant to kind of sound like the sitar. Yeah. It's in the original version like you of do Love a little. Buzz. Yeah, but he's he's playing a really fast, like sort of technical sounding lick, but it's really sloppy. And it's not yeah. even that hard. You're just moving no. one finger off the Right. And and I thought the same thing though. Like, why put that in there? Uh-huh. Why put I that liked, in- but I like that one. Do you? But maybe that's like drummer to guitar player. Could be, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I like the song. Uh huh. Um, that there's a lot to like on Bleach, dude. I it's really good. Yeah, uh, I think I like it more the more I listen to it. Yeah, too. I mean, there's like hardly not a bad song on there for me. Yeah. Do you have like a cover cut hidden gem yeah. for it? Hell yeah. Um, dude, my cover, and this is not necessarily towards the Wet Bandits, but yeah. like if I was in a, it would be Negative Creep. Yeah. I would just want to smash the drums on stage yeah you know? which is what you'd have to do yeah then. my hidden gems actually love buzz really yeah that's cool now love buzz was that a single it was the promotional oh. single so i didn't i didn't count it for myself because i did think about it <clears throat> but i i think it's fair if yeah. you wanted to they're all kind of hidden gems the one the cut was a uh, swap meet I, I oh mean, really i like swap meet yeah a little bit i cut um I cut Mr. Mustache. Oh, but I like that because that's part of the album. I see your point. I see your point. But I don't. Because that song is different from the whole album. It It is, but I didn't. <clears throat> and normally we kind of try to leave the unique parts in. But to me, like, it's not. To me, Bleach isn't like a concepty enough album that it yeah. needs that in there to like hold the narrative together at. I just don't care for it that much. I really cheated kind of like I said, my hidden gem was about a girl, which is probably the best known song off the album, Yeah, but it wasn't a single. So I counted it and I would have chosen school, but that was your cover, right? It was my cover, but only given the fact that we'd have to do it the Dave Grohl way where the chorus doesn't slow down. Dude, like it's really cool to watch them live and play those songs with Dave Grohl. Yeah, like native, <clears throat> negative creep, negative creep is like really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's that. I we'll have more to say on Bleach in this episode, I promise. Because I swear, I I don't know if I texted you about it, but I had a I have a plan for this episode. Just a little bit about Butch Vig. And then we'll, what we're going to do, and I'd like your input too, Slamuel, 
what I've done is I've taken every song off of Nevermind and said, okay, we've got, for example, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Obviously, that was produced by Butch Vig. If Butch, Butch Vig hadn't done Nevermind, this is the Nirvana song it would have sounded like. So that's what I've got going for this episode. Okay? Do you have like a demo or something? No, no, no. Oh. No, no, no. I've picked a different Nirvana song that wasn't produced by Butch Vig. Oh, okay. So, for example, let's let's it, to put it a different way, I think I hope I can do this off the top of my head. I I probably won't be able to. Um, okay, yeah, I can. I think that um I think that Downer and what's the other really heavy paper uh paper cuts? Paper cuts on on bleach both sound a lot like Alice in Chains. Okay. Okay. So so you, I could say like, you know, Downer is an Alice in Chains song per, performed by Nirvana, even though it's obviously like not an Alice in Chains song. I'm not explaining this very well. I'll go through my first example and then you'll know what I'm saying. Okay. Sorry to the listeners. Probably no, just cut I, that all out. Yeah, I kind of see what you're. Okay. Uh, but I do want to go through this a little bit. So Butch, Butch Vig was hired by Nirvana um, before they signed with Geffen. They go and record in his like Madison, Wisconsin studio. Or do you think whatever. that's a reason that Geffen hired him? Like you guys got to hire a producer, like a decent, not a decent, you know what I mean? Like a. Well, it's really weird. Kurt Cobain is weird. Yeah. I talked about, we talked, this was on the Bleach episode too. And. Apparently, the signing with Geffen was, and the reason Incesticide even exists as a released album was it part of a contract or something? No, it oh. was, but it was actually because Nirvana felt like their music needed more exposure. But you, we've always been led to believe that Kurt Cobain never wanted to be popular. Yeah, I think time has kind of showed us that he really did. Yeah, and at, and, at the beginning, probably for sure. But then maybe he's like. Right, maybe he was ashamed of that yeah. or something, but I think this was Nirvana's call to be like, we're gonna sign with Geffen, they're gonna have better distribution than Sub Pop, and I I think what the reason they hired Butch Vig was because he had produced a band called Killdozer. Killdozer is also from I think Madison, but definitely from Wisconsin, and they really liked the Killdozer sound. They wanted to sound heavy like Killdozer, which it makes sense. You know, like we've already said there, Nirvana's a little more metal than what people typically think of. So the problem was that Vig was having trouble. Once the album was, like the recording was completed, he was having trouble mixing it down the way the band wanted. And even Butch Vig wasn't that happy with it. So they brought in Andy Wallace, who had mixed some Slayer albums. Hmm. So they're like, okay, we're going to bring in like a metal uh guy to the mixing board to to mix this down and vig butch vig and andy wallace both say the band in retrospect was pleased with the mix down um at the time kurt cobain apparently was embarrassed by it is what he says he says that it sounds like nirvana made a motley crew album Hmm. and he's like kind of pissed about it which i think is very predictable of him to say given that he claims you know, he kind of claimed that they never wanted the popularity or whatever. Kurt Cobain kind of bitched a lot. And I don't mean that like... No. You know what I'm Even saying? Even me and my like close friends, 
you know, back in the early days have talked about this and it's like, well, I think what he means by Motley Crue, like Motley Crue started true to the metal. Yeah. Like the first two albums were like sweet. Mm -hmm. And then like girls, girls, girls. And then Dr. Feelgood was pretty good. Well, then I think you have Theater of Pain after Girls, Girls, Girls. Yeah. And then... Well, they I forget what their first one was. It was Motley Motley Crue's self-titled. Too Young... Too Fast for Love. Yeah. Too Fast for Love is one of the first couple. That's pretty raw. And then Shout at the Devil is the second Mm -hmm. one. And Shout at the Devil is really... It's like the polished, like, raw sound. Yeah. You know, you got Bastard on Shout at the Devil, you got... Shout out to Devil, you got um, Looks at Kill. Yeah. And you got the uh, Red Hot. Red Hot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that, I think that's what he meant by Motley Crue. Like, they kind of, like, sold out in a way. Yeah. Well, and, and Dr. Feelgood would be... Dr. Feelgood was, like, 1990. Or I, I think it was 90. Um, or 89 or something like that. And it's like... But that that kind of pulled them back i feel to me they had like some good rock songs on that album on on dr feelgood yeah no i love dr feelgood especially like i but i can see where cobain would say it's awfully polished oh yeah you know it doesn't it sounds like a a pop record that's really heavy and and i hate to say it like no i don't hate to say it like he he's right like nevermind is very polished like that's partly why it's so good you know that doesn't mean that that doesn't make bleach worse, and it doesn't make in utero worse. Yeah, but it it does kind well, of in a, in a way because we're saying like, man, I, I wish like the drums were different on bleach. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, that has to do with the lineup change too. It's not like for sure. We're gonna talk about that on the incesticide episode a little bit. But here's the example of what I was talking about. So, smells like Teen Spirit is clearly the most well known Nirvana song. Well, is, is it? it? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it has is. to be. It has to be. It, it's kind of like, it's uncool to say that now, but like, yeah, it is. But anyway, I would say that if Butch Vig was not there to be the producer of this, uh, of Nevermind, Smells Like Teen Spirit would have sounded a lot more like Rape Me. The songs are very similar. So if you've got an idea of what Smells Like Teen Spirit is in your head, uh-huh. This is what rape me sounds like if you're not familiar with in utero. Yeah, because they weren't. No, go ahead. They I mean, w- the intro riffs are the same rhythm, just the chords. Are they changed. would have been slower. Yep, and and the guitar sound is much like. Steve Albini on on In Utero made them sound like they were in a closet. Uh Uh-huh. You know? And that was the whole point. Like, he wanted to. But, and Rape Me is a good song. But it's not nearly as poppy and not nearly as heavy. It's like, it's darker in a way, but it's not as big and heavy. Yeah. It smells like Teen Spirit is. Um, I don't know if you have... So, so that's the kind of thing I'm going for here. If, if, if you were still wondering, but maybe I mean they have like you know tons of songs that are really fast on that album, you know. So maybe that was like their vibe. What do you mean about the speed? I don't or the tempo. Like you're, what you're saying is like 
without Butch Vig, it may, may have been slower. No, it, oh. no, no. I, I mean specifically the sound of the song. Because I think Rape oh. Me and Smells Like Teen Spirit are super similar in rhythm, in feel, and like I bet live there's not too much difference between the two. Uh-huh. You know, the like I said, the intro riff is in on the right hand, or I guess in Kurt's case, the left hand, because he's left-handed. The strumming pattern is the same, and the chord changes happen at the same interval. It's just his right hand is moving in different places. Like, they're kind of the same song. Yeah. You know? It's just that Rape Me from In Utero is so much... It's clearly trying not as hard as Smells Like Teen Spirit is. And I'm not... I don't mean that as a knock on Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's just obvious that they're trying. And Rape Me is like, we're finished trying. Is what it sounds like to me. So, I mean, that, that was the vibe that they were yeah, doing, you know. Right, and that's my take. But this is like the they are trying on this one. This is their mm-hmm. second record. They right. Wanna, yeah. Right. So my my analog from In Bloom, and and to be clear, I tried. Smells like Teen Spirit's the bad example because In Utero is reactionary to Nevermind. Nevermind happened first. So they're like mega popular now. And now Kurt's feeling ashamed of their success. And so you could say that a lot of what they did on In Utero was a specific thing to not sound like Nevermind, right? So so Rate Me could be in form and function kind of like Smells Like Teen Spirit, but purposely meant to not sound like it through the recording and mixing process or whatever. So what I tried to do is choose songs that I that were from Incesticide and Bleach, things that they recorded before Nevermind, that if Butch Vig had had his hands at the controls or was in the ear of Kurt or Dave Grohl or Chris Novoselic and, and kind of telling him, like, you guys should do this a little different, then maybe it would have ended up sounding like that hmm. instead. So uh, for In Bloom, uh, I think In Bloom's closest cousin in the Nirvana catalog is Stain, which is from Incesticide. You'll have time to listen to all these on their respective albums, but if you don't know Stain, that's just a little clip of it. In Bloom, to be honest, is the hardest for me. Like, what other Nirvana song None. sounds like In Bloom? It's in a that time signature, you know. Yeah. The reason I chose the reason I chose Stain is because to to me and this is kind of why like in it it bores me in the same way that in Bloom does where I I feel like it feels to me like the chords of the chorus were just kind of like I'm just going to put four chords together and like put a melody over it yeah. like it doesn't get, it doesn't move me at all like most Nirvana chord progressions do and so that's why I chose it in uter- or I'm sorry, In Bloom is the toughest because really, you know what In Bloom is to me? The closest cousin I think to In Bloom is like Everlong. Hmm. You know, it's like a Dave Grohl showcase. You know, all the purpose purposeful parts where the drums or the guitars drop out and you've got drum oh, fills yeah. put in. Yeah, like in the chorus. Yeah. 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 That that I think is the closest, even though obviously they're not the same band. Uh-huh. Going in order on Nevermind. Uh, I think the closest cousin to Come As You Are is Sliver. <laughs> yeah. Mom and Dad 
if you don't know this one. The the reason I I kind of chose this one is is mostly revolving around the chorus where he's just and this is common in Nirvana songs, but like the constant repeating of the same line over and yeah. over uh, is is where that that, that just kind of like struck a chord with me. Not to uh, put too fine a point on it, but I I think they they're similar to me in that way. I was watching Captain Marvel last night, which. Dude, Captain Marvel sucks. Have you seen it? No. I'm rewatching the Marvel movies because of Blank Check. And I, I've watched all of them now. Rewatched all of them except for Endgame. Like, that's the last one. Before you haven't seen Endgame? I have. Oh. And so I, I'm rewatching these. I'd seen Captain Marvel before, and I knew I didn't really like it. But, like, that's proof that you can take a bunch of good songs and put them on a soundtrack, and all of a sudden, like, I hate it. The The kind of, like, climactic scene or rather the lead up to the climactic scene is Captain Marvel Brie Larson meeting with someone who she thought was a hero like a fallen hero but actually turned out to be a villain and they're like in this like subconscious like dream world together and come as you are is playing and it just doesn't fit and it and Annette Benning. Oh, yeah. Like, why would you ever play a Nirvana song in a Marvel movie? Dude, that's so funny you say that. I, I was just... Um, I'm going to have another story to tell that might not be interesting to anybody. But, uh, so, remember that. Remember what you just said. Why would you have Nirvana in a Marvel movie? Well, there's there's also a part where... Um, they're, they're late, like, the very next scene, she's in this big fight, and I'm Just a Girl is playing from no doubt which is like another song i like but it's like why it it didn't it's supposed to i think make it feel lighthearted, but it's like so cheesy and and tacky and and i think pretty lame like you need some strings like an orchestra yeah like but based on what you said with come as you are like why would you put a nirvana song in a marvel movie i was just reading uh meet me in the bathroom which is a, a book about early 2000s rock in new york city and, and Paul Banks from Interpol, he has this interesting quote that says, I, I don't want to poo-poo it like it's bullshit. The whole uh, selling out thing. Sorry, this picture of my book. I can't see the creased part of the page. But um, I was bummed when I saw a Nirvana song on a commercial because that was a really good song from Nevermind. And it was really important to me as a, as a kid. And you don't use music that is is relevant to sell video games. Yeah. But now things are different, you know. Um which which is a good quote. Like it does kind of make you a, another way to put it, I think. And this is why like this doesn't bother me about Nickelback. And I realize we're going on tangents, but like but we've talked about Nickelback before and I and I think if people have a legitimate gripe about Nickelback, it's that it's hard to argue it's hard to say that their music is art. You know, it's pretty clear that Nickelback follows a formula. Like, they yeah. sit down and they're like, let's write a hit. But you know what? The fucking Beatles did that, too. Yeah. Like, not all art has to be, like, straight from a like a recent emotion. Yeah. But I can understand how someone might feel like, put take, and I think maybe subconsciously I feel this way, taking Come As You Are and putting it in a scene where Annette Benning, who's, like, 60 years old, starts to dance and says, ooh, music, I like that. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, don't have a net banning dance to one of my favorite songs. You know, it cheapens it. Yeah, well, 
I mean, I just think some songs are used for that, and some songs aren't. Like the immigrant song, use that. They use it like in the uh, in Thor. Yeah, they use it all. Not all the time. They use it in Ragnarok. Yeah, they use it in School of Rock. Yeah, they use it. It's like, perfect in School of Rock. What's that? Not Halo, uh, but Destiny. Yeah, yeah. They use it for that commercial, but that's like a song you can still go in your car and listen to it the same way. Sure, it's not ruining it for you because you know, like, well. And I hate to, I don't want to make it sexist or ageist to be like, well, the problem was that it was in this movie. Yeah. But obviously Immigrant Song is great in School of Rock because it's supposed to be like, look Uh how much this rocker thinks this rocks. Yeah. In Thor, they use Immigrant Song because... It's like Viking. And yeah, and it's sort of symbolic of the fact that like the characters in that movie are not going to have a home. Like... Thor is in a place where he doesn't uh-huh. belong, and later they destroy Asgard, so they don't have a home either. So they're immigrants. Like it makes sense in yeah. that context. Come as you are is so shoehorned into this movie, and they like put it there because this guy just like. Well, the whole thing is just the whole mi- Captain Marvel movie is like let's just make a movie that's set in the '90s because that's a cool thing to do right now. She wears a Nine Inch Nails T-shirt like the whole movie. Yeah, and it's like. And it, and if they want to do something a little oh. different, they put her in a flashback, and she's wearing a Guns N' Roses T-shirt. I mean, if you want to make it make it that '90s, put songs that were like '70s songs in there, or eight. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not. It's it's not as if the only thing people listened to in the '90s yeah. were '90s songs. Like I, it just it's shoehorned in, and it sucks. It sucks. I hate it. Um, so it's not like it. Well, I'm done talking about it. Let's not. It was stupid. I, I hated it. But anyway, moving on. Do you have any idea what I think is a close cousin to breed? Scentless Apprentice. Oh, that's a good choice, but that's not what I picked. It even starts kind of the same with the feedback. Oh, yeah. Scentless Apprentice is a good choice. But remember, I'm trying not to use in utero if yeah. I don't have to. So I think school kind of sounds like breed in a way. Just like feedback, intro uh-huh. riff that rules. Approach. Yeah. Yeah. In a pr- even though it's not the bass that kicks it off like it yeah. is in breed, um, I think school would have been a lot like breed had Butch Vig uh, produced that one. And I think it would have been a, a massive hit, personally. Um, lithium comes fifth. Uh, this one I did have to pull from... Uh, I did have to pull from in utero. Do you want to make a guess at this one, Sam? You don't have to. You're I trying just... to do bleach? Oh, heart. No. Yes. <laughs> Heart-shaped box, bro. I think this one is very similar to lithium. I mean, just the way the intro kicks off with like the undistorted guitars. And then, you know, the chorus is basically just yelling. Hey. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. It's a different energy, but they're similar songs. Different tunings, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely different tunings. Do you want to take a stab? I bet you can get. What do you think I thought was most similar to Polly? All of Polly. Don't overthink this one. About a girl? No, it would have sounded like this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That, That is... That is the Butch Vig effect to me. Nirvana can say over and over, and uh, sorry, I should 
for the listeners who don't know, oh. this is the new wave poly, yeah. the fast electric version that's on Incesticide. And seemingly, that's the way they always played it live. If Maybe Nirvana will say, like, we always wanted Polly to be slow and acoustic on Nevermind, but I have a feeling that Butch Vig was in somebody's ear and was just like, hey, try it like this. You know, there's probably a book that already says that or says something to the contrary, and people are out there listening to this and being like, Wheezy, you're an idiot. Like, you know, you should know that it was this way or this way or whatever. But I, what my point would be, no matter what your argument is against what I'm saying, is that you can't deny that Butch Vig had an effect, whether or not it's conscious, whether or not mm. in interviews the band members will say they did something a certain way because of a certain thing. The fact is it ended up the way it is. Seemingly, there's the band never does it the way it is on the album. And the only thing that's different about the album is Butch Vig. Really? I, I've seen them live do it the acoustic the way. The slow way? Yeah. Well, there you go. You. It's like... Uh, on electric, they don't bring out like a whole acoustic. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I see what you're saying. Like yeah. they do it slowed down or whatever. Yeah. So you're trying to just knock off my point like right away. I mean, I'm just telling you what I do saw. Do you have any live recording? Well, I haven't seen it. I guess when it's put to tape, if they decide to put something to tape, it's the electric version, like the heavier version. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. Do they have it on live in, re- at, in Reading at all? I mean, I don't really care at this point. But on Muddy Banks, it's electric. And Mud, uh, Muddy Banks, is that the concert? Yeah. Well, it's not really. A, I think it's. I think Muddy Banks is a compilation of different live performances. But. Okay, well, yeah, you look it's, this uh, it's on here. But is it electric or is it new wave? No, it's not. I know for a fact. That's probably why I think it because I oh, have live already. Oh, because you have it on that DVD. Are you about to play it over your phone? This is bad radio. Earlier when you were like, is this bad radio? I was like, no. But this is. What you should be doing. Stop that. Can you fast forward it? You can hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. Fast forward it to the middle. All right. Maybe they break into it. Well, that's why. That's why I asked you to fast forward. It doesn't sound like they're going to. Well, fine. You tell me what sounds more like. <laughs> what sounds more <laughs> like Nevermind Polly than New Wave Polly? That's right. You don't have one. I'm just telling you what I heard, bro. <laughs> Territorial Pissings is seventh. You have to get this one. Milk it. Dude, you're not even trying. Dude, have you heard Milk It? Yeah. Have you heard have you heard this song? First of all, Milk It's from In Utero. Yeah. Oh. This song is awesome, man. They're so similar. I can't believe you didn't immediately go for this one. See, I don't think so. It's so. It's. I mean, I don't know how you can say they're not. Like that shows that I love my metal because people are like all these riffs sound the same. I'm not saying you, but it's like I'm deep in the metal, bro. So I'm like, it just doesn't sound the same to me. Oh, I should say this is negative creep that Sam has mentioned before. The reason it's so much like territorial pissings is because it's basically a screaming match the whole song, which I know Milk it is too. 
But this one's even similar in that the the screaming gets out of control at the second verse, just like it does in Territorial Pissings. Yeah. Like, I'm, when you ask me if something sounds the same, I'm just list. I don't even li- pay attention to the lyrics or the voice. I like just like instruments, drums. Well, yeah, I'm listening to you know instruments and drums too, and just song structure, I guess. But I mean, that's got to be factored in there too. Don't you think? I'm about to do something very bad. Oh, I was going to play milk. Oh, I just did. I'm staring at Sam, for those of you who don't know. Hard pause. Th- that is not the close cousin of territorial pissing. I think it's just so. different. It's just different. I think so. Yeah, I, I can tell you. Think you can so, still be close cous- cousins, but different. Yeah, yeah, but the whole point is like they took a song that was similar, but Butch Vig put his like little sprinkle of magic on it and made it into territorial pissings. Play ter- ter- play TP. I knew you were going to ask me to do that. I don't think I have. Oh, yeah, I do. Dude, if you knew I was going to ask. Skipping forward. To me, it's not like any of them. Well, it's the most punk. It's the most punk of all. Negative creeps, like, kind of metal, too. Well, yeah, but so is Milk It. Milk It is not punk. Yeah. Not in the same way that Territorial Pissings is, where it's just like a straight-ahead beat the whole time. In fact, Milk It, I should have said, was more like In Bloom, with all those breaks in there. Yeah, (laughs) it is more like In Bloom. (laughs) But But Milk It's not metal to me, nor is TP. No, I don't think Territorial Pissings is But metal. Negative Creep, that's metal. Okay, I get that. I can meet you in the middle there. A Negative Creep is a little more metal. But that's just, to me, that's a difference in guitar tone. Not so much strong song structure. But I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Anyway, we should stop arguing about that part. Drain You. You got a feel for Drain You? What I'm going to go with? Um, About a girl. Okay, really bad suggestion i'm just trying to think uh, you need to think the next one after this is going to be lounge act so you need to think about which one i'm going to say is more like lounge act i think drain you is like aneurysm okay yeah i see this especially in the middle part yeah yeah no i i, I actually prefer aneurysm this is one of the few that like now, I, I prefer the live version of Aneurysm to this, even. Yeah. But I, people are huge Drain You fans, and I could kind of take it or leave it. I like Drain You. I know. I, and I, I like Because I like it. the drums. I like how it like carries the song. Yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Did you come up with something for uh, Lounge Act? It's tough. Love Buzz? Not a bad choice, but I actually went with About a Girl. And the reason is, I'm going to fast forward. The reason is because Lounge Act starts with an undistorted verse going to distorted chorus, back to undistorted verse to distorted See, chorus. See, I think that's like, 
almost all of Nirvana's songs, though. You you could maybe say that, but it's not. First of all, it's not. So, but because what's different about these is that the third verse is distorted. That's what's a little different about about a girl in Lounge Act that isn't the same. Oh, I on see what other you're saying. Nirvana yeah, songs. like they try to. It's not produced as well as Lounge Act, but they try to carry the energy from the solo out through the rest of the song no, through the yeah. verse. But Lounge Act is done better, I would say. That's the Butch Vig effect. That's, in fact, I think the best illustration of it is that About a Girl probably would have been a bigger hit on Bleach had it been produced by Butch Vig. That's kind of what I'm saying. Uh, after that is Stay Away, which I also had trouble with. I think Stay Away reminds me of Scoff, which is from Bleach. This is definitely more metal. Definitely. But when they get to the part about give me back my alcohol. Oh, I think I went past it. I did. I'm doing a lot of rewinding and fast forwarding. The constant repetition, which again, that's a Nirvana theme. That's like not that new, but for mm. some, this was the only one that, besides about a girl, I guess, that I was just listening to, and I was like, it reminds me of Stay Away a yeah. little bit. Stay Away is pretty unique in a way, but uh, but this one reminds me of it a little bit. On a plane was kind of a tough one to do, but the more I thought about it, on a plane, I think is the one song on Nevermind that's like. It's kind of different. It's it's heavy, but also somehow the most poppy. Yeah. It sounds the most like a Foo Fighters song to me, too. I know I already said that about In Bloom a little bit, but In Bloom still has that, like, rawness to it and, and sort of, like, an I-don't-care attitude about it, which I also said about it before, how the, the chord progression kind of sounds lazy to me. On a Plane is, like, a perfectly crafted pop song, and I, th- I think Ben Asun is kind of like Ooh, yeah. uh, on a plane. This is a song, Nirvana song that you forget about. Say that say that again. This is a Nirvana song that you forget about. Well, sure, which is true of a lot of incesticide songs. Yeah. So if you, if you uh, weren't a Nirvana fan right out of the gate, like a lot of people weren't, or if you didn't pick up Muddy Banks when that got released... You might not even know this song because I didn't have Incesticide until like uh, two weeks ago, you know. But I had Muddy Banks, so, which is it's on there, so I knew it. Um, and I wasn't like a lot of people. I wasn't. I don't know. Were you ever into buying singles? I never understood the point of buying no. a single. If I liked the song, I just bought the whole album. No, yeah. But like singles, you know, were a bigger thing back in the day. And uh, yeah, like this, L- this LimeWire pirating music stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so I think Ben Asun is kind of like on a plane. And then the last one, uh, Something in the Way is is just too... D- something in the Way is the most unique Nirvana song, and I, I think... Any- that, if anything, it'd be dumb. Yeah, I actually thought of that. Um, dumb, I think, is even more 
produced. Like something in the way is really stripped down. There are some strings on it, but Dome seems a little more yeah pop pop. It makes you kind of feel good. Yeah, I mean the, right. the melody. Yeah, something in the way like should I be listening to this? Yes. <laughs> yeah, something in the way is darker, and that's why it works so well on Nevermind because the rest of it isn't that dark. Yeah. Um. I think you could make an argument that on a plane also sounds like all apologies. Kind of, they're both in drop D, and they both are. Oh, really? I didn't know that about on mm-hmm. a plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, poppy, you know. Oh, what happened? Malfunction. <laughs> Malfunction. So, I I would love if because uh, I think this discussion is fun for people to hit us up on wet wet ban- wet bandits pod and tell us what they think. Are there similar? Uh, Nirvana songs, their Nirvana analogs. Um, we'll put this out there on social media, and you guys can have you comment had any it. reviews lately, dude? We have. I don't have them up right now, but maybe we'll put them up in the. What next. do they say? I don't have them right now, but they're always five stars. What do they say? Because we only do five stars only. Am I right, dude? I actually got a tattoo that says five, it's just five gold stars. Yeah, right oh. above your right where. You should get a tattoo of that. Five stars only? I feel like you live by that. I think you're right. Like, would you put it on your tombstone? (laughs) Here lies Mike Ward. Five stars only. I would. (laughs) I mean... That's pretty sweet. I wouldn't want my, like, family (laughs) to be sad that I did that, but, but I am the... At least now, at the age of 39, I am the type to be, like... You know, just put something kind of funny on my tombstone. Yeah. You know, I I don't think it needs to be profound, and I frankly I I almost think it would live forever more uh-huh. if it was more something that was like just a throwaway phrase you'd, that you thought was funny. You'd be a celebrity. Five stars, on, dude. There's that five stars only <laughs> yeah, tombstone. Like, what the hell is be that like on about? Reddit? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the, well, this cemetery gets a uh, five stars just yeah. because of this tombstone. Five stars only. Start. Getting revenue. <laughs> okay. So hopefully that doesn't come up for a long time, but what? on my tombstone. When when I have to put my tombstone. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, dude. But so, I, I would I would probably put like shoobity bop or something. Shoobity like literally? That's what you'd put shoobity bop? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's not great, but it's Almost as good as five stars. No, I'm just. But anyway, what I'm saying is like, we should make a bet because I I already have to get a tattoo. I think why of the Wet Bandit. Oh, technically yes, but I wouldn't hold you to that. I would hold you to it. Well, I'm just saying, I you don't have to. Is this getting out of control? What? The this, end of this podcast? This no, tattoo. people have shut this off. Oh, the tattoo? I don't know. Maybe because I'm not doing it. Not even for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'd think about it. Plus a pizza. Ooh, nah, the pizza isn't that. I I can plus. Wait, what? A thousand dollars and a pizza. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, no, that doesn't sweeten the deal quite enough. Five thousand. Let's not. <laughs> I I don't know what amount of money off the top of my head it's gonna cost, but I'm not. That interested in the tattoo. $5,050. <laughs> okay, we got to end this. We have to. Uh, you know what you should do? You should subscribe first. Please subscribe. Then rate. Five stars only, obviously. It's on my tombstone. 
then you should review. If you want to do a review, you might get your review read on the podcast because that is something that people would want, right? Is to hear their review recited. I want you to pull them up after this. I, I will. We'll get it on the next episode that we record. And we're shotgunning a beer. You might be. Uh, do you have anything else for the people? Tits. Tits. Oh, God. <laughs> get <Wow>. wet. <laughs> I got a story. boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. I got a story, a story once was told. Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Hey, yeah. You know, stable jobs. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are like in the restaurant business probably or. Mm -hmm. Yep. A lot of Josh's that don't have a Kathleen. (laughs) Huh. Yeah. Well. They can give us more days. Mm Mm-hmm. I bet we're a little expensive. Huh? I bet we're a little expensive for them. Froggies? Not like overall, but they probably don't want to fill. Mm. They can't be expecting to have be allowed to have as many people as usual, right? Like we're gonna. I don't know. It's Indian Lake, man. True. Well, I kind of thought the same thing, but then they're posting about how sad they are about the patio, you know? Yeah. Like, almost making it sound like they're not planning on opening the patio. They're all talk, at least on Instagram, they're all like, oh, next year, it'll be lit, you know? Hmm. But. <clears throat> well, I, it might be like indoor bands, too. True. That, that's kind of what I was assuming, is that they were just going to go the indoor route. I mean, they know if they have people in that pool, it's game over. Yeah. There's no way you're going to control that shit. Right. No. But you think they might try to do it anyway? 
Maybe. I mean, who knows? It's going day by day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I emailed Chris from Park Street today. He's, that's kind of what he said. Is like, right now, we're hoping to have vans on July 1st. Yeah. But, you know, it changes all the time. So. Yeah, my dad's always asking me what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, do, I mean, no you could have a gig scheduled, but that doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you're going to be playing it. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sucks about lazy because because it looks, I mean, if I were to, a betting man, that was going to be the last gig we had until July. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously doubt we're playing Hollywood on the 12th. Oh, for, yeah. Like, it sounds like we're definitely not doing Lazy. Or, not Lazy, um, fucking, uh, Park Street. Uh, what else do we have in June? Uh, that private party on the 2nd, on July 2nd, got canceled. Past yeah. times for the 27th is already canceled. And I, and I don't know, the barn is the other one. I could see that opening. I could too. Now that you, now that we get to that. I mean, what what are people going to start doing? Like just um, like limited capacity. I guess that's what they. I guess that's what they'd have to do. Uh, like I was, they plan on opening the pool to get at the goat. Yeah. And they're like spreading the lawn chairs. Like one day they had it like all lined up. Like. And now they're clearly six feet apart. Really? I'm like, but like, how are you going to do that? Because like people go in groups, you know, they're going to pull chairs together, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just like a show thing that show that they're pro. Mm-hmm. Man. But like, how are you going to do that in a pool? You know? Yeah. You got kids running around, you're going to tell your kids. Not the. Yeah. Man. If I were the GOAT, I mean, I think that's nice that they're trying. If I were the GOAT, I'd just be like, sorry, we have to close the pool. Uh-huh. Like, we've already got your rent money. Like, we're not going to have to pay to maintain this pool for this summer. That has to be really expensive. Even if they were like, you know... This is going to save us money. Like, we'll cut you guys, like, cut every renter, you know. It wouldn't amount to much money, but still it might be, like, a good faith thing. But. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I give yourself that headache. It's not like that brings in money for them. They, yeah, they have to make a lot of money. It's like the beer's $10, you know. Oh, so you're thinking they want people to come to the pool because they'll buy stuff in the yeah. Are they doing like table service at the pool? They normally do, but Oh they do? Well They'll bring shit out to your chair and stuff. <clears throat> if they do that, I suppose. Pools. That I don't I don't know. That'd be weird. Yeah. I would do it. I'd get jump in the pool. Chlorine kills that shit. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-mm. Are they 
playing out back. Yep. Have you guys been doing anything for the nice weather? Just a lot of playing outside. Hell yeah. Yep. You guys got like a sandbox or anything? Nah. She has a swing set and a water table and a baby pool. Damn, you're on number two already? Hell yeah. It goes down good with the pizza, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, I got new running shoes. Yeah? They're Brooks, and they're really good. I got cool. a size up, too, and it helps my feet. Yeah. Where'd you get, why didn't you ask me? Get them for you for cheap. <clears throat> well, my dad was like... Well, it's, you know, I was like, whatever. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the size up is always a good bet. It for real helps. Because that's the one thing that <clears throat> stops me from running further most of the time is mm. my feet. Yeah. That's what most, I mean, that's most people. It's not like the cardio. Yeah. Beginners, beginners, it's the cardio because they run too hard. But after that, I think I can only do like two more pieces. That looks good. Yeah, that's cool. I've been running a fucking shitload. I bet. I've been running like. 55 miles a week. Damn. I mean, it's kind of hard not to when it's nice. I know. Especially like this weather where you get a good sweat. But it's not like super hot. True. Mm-hmm. I like it like this because I want to sweat. Me too. But you probably run longer so you just automatically. Yeah. I sweat in the first five minutes anyway. So mm-hmm. the length doesn't really matter. And I'm just a sweaty guy. Yeah, so. I've, I've just been embracing it. <clears throat> I haven't turned on my AC yet. Hell yeah. So being out in this garage isn't bothering you, probably. No. Have you talked to Joe or Jeff at all, or Josh? No, I talked to Josh today. Oh, really? But it wasn't about anything. Mm. He, he just called me about a radio show. Oh, what show? Common Man and T-Bone. He was like, I was just calling to tell you that I hate T-Bone still. <laughs> I was like, good, me too. Um, no, I haven't talked to Jeff or Joe. Um... I don't know, Jeff called me a long time ago, and I called him back and he didn't answer, and then we haven't really tried since then again. I don't really have anything to say. Yeah. You know? Um, I feel bad because I think, like, Jeff sees me as one of his, like, better friends, mm-hmm. but, but I just want to tell him, like, I don't even call my friends. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, um, 
Honestly, I would be more inclined to call Jeff if the band was over. You know? Yeah. But I know, like, I'm going to see Jeff. Right, I see sometime. what you're saying. But I just don't really have anything to say. Yeah, weird. We emailed a little bit about Matchbox 20. You and Jeff? Mm-hmm. Oh, like the album? Mm-hmm. It was all business. It was just to talk about peas. Oh. So we're, as of now, we're not doing that, right? I think we should. Well, I mean, sometime, but like, yeah, yeah. we don't have to start learning it nope. anytime. because Lazy's not <clears throat> yeah. happening. Lazy's a duo now, and I can't even do it. Like, when it was a full band, it was supposed to be 9.30, and, uh, this is crazy. This works putting on this race that I volunteered to help with, of course, because we've had to let so many people go. Um, we just don't have a lot of bodies, but we're having this race that starts at six in the morning and it ends at nine at night. Jeez. You don't run the whole time. You just every fifteen minutes you have to start a new mile. Hmm. Um, and it goes until nine o'clock. And at the time I was like, you run when it. I volunteered to help. I'm not, I'm not going to run it. I mean, I could, can you walk it? it? Yeah. Or, oh. If you can walk a mile in 15 minutes, Yeah. um, you can do it however you want. Um, but I volunteered to help and, you know, getting done at nine o'clock where they run sound at lazy. Plus I could probably get out like a little early if I told them ahead of time. I was like, I was like, yeah, I can still do that lazy gig and help with the race or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that's, just not worth it. It's one. It's not worth it. And then, and then when it turned out to be a duo, Rob wants us to start at seven thirty, And I was like, I just can't do it. So I, I asked Josh if he could ask uh, Grant to do it. And he could. So, yeah. All square now, but yeah, dude, I've been getting, I'm getting, hmm? I'm getting bored. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I just broke up with Ashley, mm-hmm. and then this shit happens, and it's just like. Stuck at home all the time. I know, it's like... On, I think me and my friends would be like, God damn, that would be so fucking awesome. You could do whatever you wanted. But yeah. I get what you're saying, too. It would get... I would get bored eventually. Yeah, it's like... It's like to the sense when you get... You know, I'm not depressed, but like you get mm-hmm. so bored, it's like... I could just play that video game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how much time you have. Yeah, which is something I don't currently say to myself. Yeah. Like, if I have time to play a video game, I better fucking do it. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I was like, some days I'm busy. Like I last know. night, and then I had the rehearsal, and then today I have this, and then. Can't rehearsed again. Yeah, we're re- rehearsing once a week for now. Why? Well, I think there's a. Uh, 
Buckeye Lake Lake gig that's planning on having bands. Waterfront. Yeah. At the end of uh, June. Why isn't Waterfront hiring wet bands? Then we used to play there. No. Mm. Uh, Fairweather plays there. Have you played there? No, never. I don't even. Well, that's the place that used to be Captain Woody's, right? I think so. Okay. I've tried to play there, but it's always been like. Is it hard, like a lake gig? <clears throat> lake? I'd say yes. But I don't think it's as good of a gig as Papa Boo's. I think mm. Papa Boo's is like the premier lake gig, probably. And. Like, Captain Woody's was popular. In fact, I've been to Captain Woody's when it's been, like, banging. But it's also gone through some really bad, like, management situations. And, like, it's also been, like, a ghost town. <clears throat> what was the so. place that we played? Papa Boo's. No. Uh, <clears throat> it was years ago. Oh. It was, like... At Buckeye Lake? Like on the very, it wasn't like on the lake. Oh, the something barrel bar? Yeah. With the girl who used to be at Heritage. Got it. That's how we got that gig. That was early. Yeah. Well, I'll we get this show on the road. I'll do two more. Two more what? Oh, beers before we begin. Yeah, and did you get a 12? I got 15. I mean, I've drank some, so I don't know. Oh, this is tall. Uh, no, just a 15 pack. Oh, they're right there. Yep. I mean, oh, but these are. Did you want money, bro? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, when I. Cause like I hate that dance, man. It's like, hey, do you want something? Do you want some? No, nah, dude, no. Nah. And it's like, well, I know. Just beat. tell me. <laughs> That's what I expect out of people. You started the dance. I was. I didn't say I anything know. about about it. No, I. Dude, we should have just done all three today. All three what? Just we should have just did. In utero. Oh, I'm not ready. I'm barely ready for incesticide. Do you, do you see that Instagram post I did yesterday where I copied and pasted all the times I said insecticide? Oh, yeah. I thought I... Oh, thanks. You might have liked it. I don't remember. Ooh, I might not have enough. That one was funny enough that I had to show Corinne and she, she thought it was funny. Insect, insect I haven't insect. listened to it yet because it's not on YouTube. Ah. Can you lift that up? Dude, is that that flying bee? This? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yo, hey. What do you need for yourself? I need a little bit more of me. Let's ask Mr. Blue Truck if he wants to come over. Dude, that that guy's the fucking asshole that we've I talked know. about. 
Do you need more of you? Nah, I'm good. Is am I too loud? Nope. Cool. Let's check on the music. Whoa. How's that music level? Can you hear me good when I go like this? Yay. Yeah, I Uh, can. Hope that dog shuts up. Dude, I miss those puppies, man. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do. Okay. Here we go. Dude, I just thought about this. You can start recording. (laughs) Are you recording? Oh, yeah. Dude, so like Ashley's name is A, and the dog's name is Beck. Yeah. And to B, and Carter's a C. Dude, I've just been missing my ABCs, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the little S at the end. Yeah. Oh. ABC. That's pretty good. Dude. I miss Ashley. I know. Do you want this in the recording? Yeah. Okay. I'm declaring my love to you. All right. I'm w- I think I'm going to make her a mixed mixtape. You definitely should do that. And send mail her a letter. Yeah. Anything else? Do you think that's too soon? Uh, that's a tough question for me to answer, I think. Like, cause I want to give it space to breathe. Yeah. You know, well, I'll tell you, you know, Corinne dumped me right at one point. I think you said that. Yeah. Yeah. She broke up with me at a wedding that she invited me to. And, but in her eyes, we weren't really dating, which I think if you're going to a wedding with someone like you. But what's a breakup like? Like, I don't think we should go on any more dates. Oh. Yeah. Like, I think you're a great friend. Um, But... Like, were you guys, like, hanging out or just, like, going out? You know, being... I was already... This was probably seven years ago. So, I was already 32. And at 32... For me, there's not much difference. I get when you're younger, there is definitely a difference. Uh But, I mean, we smooched each other. I feel like that's going out. You know? Especially with Corinne. Corinne's not a friend with benefits type. You know? So I feel like if you're getting the benefits, you're going out. And I got invited to a wedding. I feel like if you're the wedding date. Yeah. I'm just at... Like the term, like going out. Now it's like talking. I feel right. Like, um, mm. you, like that. That's we, kind of my question. No, we weren't. We were past talking. Yeah, but we, like that's where it kind of means now. I I feel it's like yeah, we're kind of seeing each other. But dating's like a whole another level. Like older. Yeah. I don't know, but tell me. Keep going on this. Okay, l- let's put it this way. I could at least understand. Where from her perspective, maybe we weren't dating. Even though, but I would think she would also have to understand why I thought we were. Uh-huh. So anyway, 
just got dumped at this wedding. And uh, I was like, this is totally out of character for me, by the way. I was just like, I'm just going to act like I don't care. I'm just going to like play it. I, di- I, w- I didn't even look at it like a game, even though it is all a game. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I was really hurt by it, but I was also like, if she wants to date again, she'll find me. She knows how to find me. And she did. So How many days later? Uh, it was... We <laughs> 72. <laughs> I recently looked at this again. Much longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. It was like a matter of months. Yeah. Less than a year, more than three months. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Because when so. we break up the... We broke up one other time. Yeah. But it's like... But that one doesn't... The first one that, never takes. That was like a year. But that's the thing, man. It, people are like, oh, you're already break, broken up. And it's just like, it's not going to work. Well, I think like relationships are like case by case. There's so many different va- variables and... You know what I mean? Yes. This shit yes, going on. For so sure. It's just case by case scenario. Yep. Agreed. But anyway. Anyway. I want to make... <clears throat> make make a mixtape and we can have the podcast on the mixtape that we sent. Cool. That I sent. Yeah, that's good. Maybe not. Maybe not. Do you want me to edit out the big cl- throat clearing I just put on? <laughs> you there? have to keep it, man. Okay. It's authentic. I know. It's true. Guess what? This is the Wet Bandits podcast. Mm-mm, very close, but not yet. The date. Wait, I got to start. Dude, over. hold up. Go ahead and start it. <laughs> The date is September 24th, 1991. The album is Nirvana's Nevermind. This is the Wet Bandas Podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>